Hey, everybody. On the run with Beards and Dunn is back. And Beards, we have a guest. Yes. You want to tell them who's on with us this uh, week? Dad, I'm so excited. So, so Ben Olson, he's a Minnesota boy and went to, <laughs> went to Blaine High School, uh, graduated in 2018, I think. Was it 2018? Yeah. yeah. 2018. And I got to know Ben last summer on August 19th. You know, I'm a fishing guide here in northern Minnesota. And I, I had a chance to spend six hours in the boat with Ben and his mom and dad, Brad and Darcy. And honest to gosh, you know, you know, Don, I've been fishing guide since <laughs> I was a kid. And I've met a lot of people over the years. And But I tell you what, I don't know that I've ever met a nicer family that's so supportive. I could, just, I could tell right away, I, I thought, as soon as, before we even, I got in the boat, when we were driving to the gosh dang lake, I thought, man, this family is pretty cool. And I got to spend six wonderful hours with uh, Ben and his mom and dad. And it was a hot day. Remember that, Ben? There was no wind. Yeah. It was dead <laughs> calm. And we were mainly walleye fishing. I think we kept six or something. But just the time spent yeah. the boat with Ben and his mom and dad. Uh, what, what a wonderful family. So, Ben, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I appreciate the kind words. That was a yeah, that was a fun day for all of us. We got to do it again. I'm, we could make you know, it happen. And, I, yeah, and Ben, sure. I've been fishing with Dick, and and I tell people all the time, if you don't catch fish, you're still going to have a good time. And trust me, you're oh, going to yeah. catch fish with Dick. Dick Dick knows how to find them, and so it's a great time. And Ben, I you know we've never met before, and I but I followed your career here at SDSU, and being Dick and I are old SDSU you know alumni, and and uh, it was so exciting you know to see. I know Dick and I have always been a little frustrated because we've seen some really outstanding runners go through the SDSU programs over the years. And, and a lot of them graduate and, and I don't, I don't want to sound negative. They kind of fall off the face of the earth. You know, it's kind of like, you know, they, they've got the potential more than I think I ever had, you know, their times are all better than mine. And well done. And I think part of it is, you know, especially nowadays, you know, Done. When you and I got done with <laughs> we school had nothing and else stuff, to do. man, you know, we were ready to move out to my grandma's in Montana and, and train and live <laughs> at her place and stuff. And but I think today, young people, there, there's so much pressure on them to, you know, get their degree and then get a, a high paying job. And and listen, you're only young once. And my hat goes off to Ben, you know, to uh, you know to kind of proceed after SDSU and and see where he can go with his running because. You only, you only, you only have that chance once in a lifetime when you're young and you can, you know, kind of throw caution to the wind a little bit and no matter what the results are, cause I kind of went through the same thing. I didn't want to be my age now. I'll be 68 next month and look back and say, gosh, dang it. Why didn't I give it a shot when I had that opportunity? So Ben hats off to you. And I echo that as well. Thanks. And so let's get to you because they, they nobody wants to hear us talk. Um, well, how did this, you know, I want to get inside your head a little bit. And why is Ben Olson, you know, taking his running and he took it to the Olympic trials, which is, wow, congratulations. You know, just getting there is, is the battle. And uh, but let's back up to tell us a little bit about your, you know, when when did the running thing get started for you? I, I read somewhere you were a skier. Yeah, um, my like aunts, uncles, and parents, they all ran and skied. And so my sister and I, when we were younger, all of our parents and aunts and uncles and relatives would be doing the races. And so we would all be thrown in the kids' races. Um, <laughs> that's kind of where the inspiration started, I guess. My sister and I eventually started to be asked to be 
like dropped off a couple blocks away from home and let us run home and stuff like that. And then I, we have like some trees in our front yard and I would always want to get time to see how fast I could run around <laughs> all the trees. Um, so, so it, I don't know, my passion for running started when I was pretty young. Um, and yeah, I'm glad I was able to stick with it. I know like a lot of times when you start that young, there can be burnout and stuff, but I've just always loved it. And uh, mainly it's the people that like keep me going and just the community of runners. Um, so that's probably been the best part and what's kept me in it. Well, yeah, because Ben, I look back at your at your high school career and we we were fairly similar as far as our timing. You were a little quicker than I was, uh, but but then, gosh dang, when you got into college, I mean, you you really started you know improving your time and you got down to what four oh six in the mile. I mean, that's yeah, that's. Uh, that's getting to that ultimate goal of trying to break, you know, the, the four minute mark. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, yeah. you know, 5k, 14, 10, 29, 19 for 10k, man, um, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's moving along. Yeah. Thanks. Um, things definitely started to click in college. We had like a pretty big recruiting class. Um, and they're just a fun group to be with and we all motivated each other. And I think that's ultimately what made us all better. Um, so yeah, did you get recruited? I have to give. Yeah, did you get recruited? Oh, then Ben out of high school by like Coach DeHaven or what? I think I reached out to him first. I don't really remember how that went exactly, but yeah. we had a, a long conversation going, and um, obviously, yeah, I have to give credit to Rod as well um, for my college success too. Um, but yeah, I think yeah we had a. I think we started talking at least a year before I committed to SDSU. Um, so we had a good working relationship going into college as well. Nice. And Dunn, Ben, you'll find out Dunn is like, he's Mr. Statistics. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember my times, but I love, I love Dunn it. loves you that know, kind of stuff. I do. I got started this morning. I, you know, I Google searched you, Ben, and, and, and it's so impressive yeah. nowadays. You know, it's almost humbling, or it's how do I want to say this? The Olympic trials has every one of your mile splits and breaks it down per mile pace. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't hide. <laughs> I could go to races yeah. and and, and right. dropped out. Nobody knew it, you know. And <laughs> exactly. you'd come home yeah. and they'd go, "Didn't you go to New York?" And or they'd, fi- they'd find out yeah. a month later in the yeah. the track and field news or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but nowadays you can't. I, but you know, your your career at SDSU is you know it was so much fun. I I found the list. Every race you ran at SDSU is is on the internet. And, and they have a nice, yeah, isn't you go that to, crazy? it is, it shows all your races, your freshman, sophomore, junior, you know, your junior year. Wow. What a junior year you had. That's, you got a lot of your best times. And then your senior year, mm-hmm. you know, that 804, 3000 is still an SDSU school record, I believe. Is it to this day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Um, that we'll see. There's, I'm actually in Brookings right now. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. There's a meet going on tonight. So there's uh, probably some competition here to take try oh. taking that down. So we'll see how long it stands. Yeah, you'll be out there tripping. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Throwing marbles on the track. You know, it's right. tough to see you when your best times, you know, and I, I had my school record for the mile and two mile. And, and then a kid came along and broke them both. And you, it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a part of you that kind of is like, oh, it hurts a little bit, but not at all. You know, that's what you want to see is mm-hmm. when that bar gets set. That hopefully, because you know, inspired you to to go after some. You know, yeah. you knew what some of those times were, and who had the record before mm-hmm. you? Was it Gary Bentley? It was Brad Lowry. Did Brad Lowry have it? Like eight oh five? Eight oh five. Yes, he I did. barely got it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. 
Well, anyway, in the, you know, talking about SDS, you know, the, the culture, I think, is what you're talking about. And Dick and I have, and mm-hmm. whenever I talk to any of my old teammates, you know, Mike Bills, Mark Bills, a couple All-Americans, and they were like brothers to us. And, and, mm-hmm. and, I've, and Mike, and I've told us, Mike and I, it was the best years of our lives. We had such a close bond with us guys. And, you know, Mike had his, his future wife, Mary, and Mark was always dating different girls. I finally got found my future wife, Karen. You know, we all, it was like a, a group of brothers who were finding their way through the mm-hmm. world. And, um, you know, we, we look back and just smile. We look back in the culture that, uh, and, and, and I'm happy to hear it's still there. Oh, yeah. Um, this new class, there's a pretty young um, group there right now. Um, and they're doing some incredible things. They won conference again this year in cross country, which kept the streak Golly. alive for STC. I, w- I so was there. I, I, came, I came back to watch it. I had to see that. Oh, yeah. yeah that was cool. Yeah. So that and was I fun. was going to be there, but made. I think I was dealing with my <laughs> infected knee. Yeah, you were getting knee oh, surgery. Right. Another knee surgery for that. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, and I, you know, hats off to uh, Rod and to you runners who really perpetuate. You know, I think there's a tradition and a culture that, you know, mm. that they don't forget their history, but it's like, look forward. You know, it's great to remember the guys who have come and gone, but now you, you know, yeah. you guys just keep raising the bar higher for the next group coming down the road, which is, which is that's, great. That's kind of the goal. We want to leave the program in a better yeah. spot than when we came. Awesome. Um, so I'm excited to see what those young guys are doing. Well, let's get back to you. You know, I read somewhere that California uh, International Marathon was your second marathon or was that your first? Um, so I guess to kind of throw back to, I ran grandma's, but okay. originally I was planning to race that one to try and qualify at it. Um, it was cross country of my fifth year at SDSU. Me and Joe Miner were good friends and training partners. We were both like, we should just go for it at grandma's like right after the track season, we're going to be fit. Um, and so Rod kind of trained us for the 10 K and the marathon throughout indoor and outdoor, um, with intentions to try and run 218 at grandma's. Um, but by the end of track, both of us were just so burnt out. Um, so that one That's I ended up running with a couple. Yeah, I ended up running that one with a couple of friends more for fun. Um, <laughs> fun. I think we had a goal to run like 240. And we ended up, I think, around low 230. I saw that 231, that I think, uh, you ran banned. Yeah, so it ended up being more than a little fun run, but I guess kind of numbed me to the distance. Um, <laughs> but right after that, I signed up for CIM um, just because – I. After track, I was pretty burnt down. I didn't know if running was something I wanted to keep doing, but all it takes is a week or two. And Absolutely. You get in we you, all so. go through that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Did you do, uh, what was your longest run going into that grandma's? Do you remember, like, what, what did Brad have you guys doing? Um, going into grandma's, we did a couple 20s, okay. um, but that was it. And then going into CIM, I did a 27, um, 25, 23. Like a lot in the mid twenties, and bad. Um, so I was definitely more prepared and at for CIM, that. CIM, you know, you end up finishing eleventh, ran two sixteen oh four. So, you know, when that, so that's the first time you broke two twenty. Well, the first time I broke two twenty was at the nineteen eighty Olympic trials in Buffalo, New York. And I ran two sixteen oh one. So we got a lot in common <laughs> oh here, my. pal. There we go, uh, Dick. What what marathon <laughs> was right. that for you, Dick? Was your fifth? Six. Let's see. That would have been uh, 247, 233, 233, 231, 
220, 221, 220, and then I think the 216. Seventh marathon. Okay. So... And I know I got my my PR. Gosh, I'm trying to think. You know, I, I I was dropping like four minutes a marathon at the age of 22, and I thought, man, at this pace, I'm gonna have the world record here in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I hit 220, it it all at once it, it didn't keep going that I way. Know. But and so I I think that fourth, fifth, sixth marathon. I don't know historically if you look back at a lot of famous runners, you know, it's mm-hmm. unusual for a guy to go out there and bust a. You know, let, let's be honest. Your first real serious effort was a 216. No kidding. Which is, which is so pretty ben, outstanding. So you went into that with trying to run 218 to qualify. So I'm sure there were a bunch of guys that were kind of going for that same goal. So at CIM, did you kind of get into a group of guys that were kind of going for that same goal? Yeah, that one was a little weird to start. Um, I had to start back with the whole masses. That was probably the most nerve wracking part of the race because I didn't have an elite or a sub elite time. Oh. So there's a group of about like 200, 300 people in front oh, of me. I had goodness. to lead through in the first like couple miles. Well, we're going to give you another um, minute. But eventually, <laughs> yeah, I found a guy with a bib that said OTQ on his back. And so I assumed he was the pacer um, nice. for 218. And I was like, all right, I finally found my group. That was around like mile two or three. And then I kind of just kept weaving. I was feeling good and a little anxious in the early miles. And I just kept weaving my way up. And I eventually made it to the front of the chase pack. And the leaders were way, there was like 15 people way out in front by about a minute. So like, all right, I think I need to just chill out yeah. here. And Smart. <laughs> uh, it's a long race. Well, yeah, because so. your ultimate goal is to get that qualifying standard. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got that. Yeah, I didn't need anything more than 218. <laughs> nice. And so you were feeling, how'd you feel coming, you know, the last, I'll be honest, the last 10K, good feelings, so-so, or you, how were you doing? I, yeah, I was feeling actually a lot better than I expected to be. Um, so CIM is kind of a rolling and that downhill course. Um, but then the last six miles, you cross over a bridge and it's very flat through Sacramento mm. for the last like five that miles, I would tough. say. Yeah, um, and the sun started to come out a little bit, so it was hot, but um, my group started to kind of fall apart, and it was just me and another guy, and we started, like, pushing each other a little bit and not saying anything to each other and started getting down to the low five minutes, and then at mile 24, I looked over to him and I said, is this, like, your qualifier? Like, have you hit the time yet? And we had a good moment and, like, shared some thoughts together, and so... Like by that point, we knew we had it in the bag. Dang. Um, so that was pretty so cool. So what was it like, Ben, when you came across the finish line? I know your folks were there. I think your grandparents were there, mm-hmm. Some probably some other people. Um, knowing yeah. that you you didn't just sneak under, but you you know broke it by a couple of minutes, that, ha- that had to be an incredible feeling for you. Yeah, I had to pinch myself to make sure <laughs> it was real. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, so... That was pretty much the best possible outcome I could have asked for. Um, and then they had a, like a Olympic qualifying like blanket they threw over us at the finish line. And nice. um, yeah, my family and I had all sorts of relatives out there. So it was pretty <laughs> so special ben, to share basically with them. then that race was what, early December? You had what, about two months to get ready yeah. for the trials, which were just held on February 3rd of this year. And so, you mm-hmm. know, I know you're elated and, and, but you, you got to take a little bit of a, of a back off a little bit cause you've been training hard. 
I wish I would have done that. What I'm telling you that you probably <laughs> did. Um, yeah. So what, what was your, after that race, kind of how, how did your program then get, you know, what, what developed the next two months before the trials? Yeah. How'd you feel the next day, uh, the ne- that next week? Yeah. Did you feel pretty good? Oh yeah. I was pretty sore for a while. <laughs> um, thankfully I had a week off of running, but I got anxious and I think I skied a few times in my week off. I went cross country skiing <laughs> just to like get outside. Um, but yeah, so I took a week completely off of running and then I built from 45, 70, 90, and then I started hitting a hundred mile weeks again. Nice. Um, so it was a quick build up and then I shut it back down just as quick, um, to get ready for the trials. And Ben, now, and, so, and you started working a little bit with, uh, some of the Minnesota elite runners and Chris Lundstrom, mm-hmm. was he kind of helping you a little bit with the coach there? Yeah. Yeah. Chris has been, he's been awesome to work with and he's been writing my plan since about September. Um, and I was kind of off with most of the guys. Most of the guys ran their fall marathons in October. So I was doing most of my workouts alone. Uh, I hopped in a few with the track guys. Um, but yeah, so it was really nice. He had the indoor track I was able to use over the winter. Um, so yeah, nice. it was awesome to work with him. But yeah, most of my workouts were solo. Well, should we get to it? Do you? I, I hate to bring it up, but it and you seem so you're pretty open about it. Let's let's hear about your Olympic yeah. trials. You know, and 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 I know it didn't turn out the way you'd hoped, and and or us. Mm-hmm. I I, I, but, I paid but, you for a PR and kind Don, of day, but I, I hate <laughs> to step on your toes here. But Ben, tell us. Okay, you now you qualified for the trials. Do they contact you and say this is a deal, and and do they? give you airfare money and kind of tell us there about what happened is, you know, during when they brought you in and all the circumstances, you know, pomp and circumstances that go on with an Olympic yeah. trials. <laughs> yeah. So the race director from California emailed us all a link to sign up for the Olympic trials. Um, and from there we had to fill a bunch of stuff out just about getting shuttled at the trials and if we needed hotels and flights um, so yeah, they covered hotels and food and flights. Um, there was a Brooks tent there that was handing out shoes and hats nice. and bags and stuff too. Mike so ran for Brooks. We got some swag yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was just kind of the beginning works. And actually, so I flew in on Thursday morning and Thursday night, they rented out a part of Universal Studios for us. Um, so they had like the park shut down for just the people at the trials. Wow. So we got to run around and go on some of the rides. Um, I brought Joe Miner with me, who's also a runner for SDSU, and he's training with Minnesota Distance Elite now as well. Um, so that was fun to be there with him. And um, I don't, it was like the athlete welcome dinner. Um, so they had like some speeches and stuff, and it was kind of a cool moment to, I can imagine, moment to realize that I was there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Friday, um, it was pre-race, so obviously very uh, chill day, but all the athletes were in one elevator, and so I'd be, like, riding, or one hotel, and so on the elevators, I'd be riding up with some, like, people I'd been watching on TV. <laughs> sure. It's like, I would see, like, Paul Chalimo and Galen Rupp and all so these did guys it, just walking around. Was it around. a little intimidating at all to you or not? At first it was, and then um, I just had to tell myself that 
I belong there too. There you go. Uh, so yeah, it definitely was. I'm like looking up to these guys and like, wow, I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that really set in on, I remember when I first started to, I guess, flash forward to the race day, they shuttled us all over to the race. We were all on like one bus together. Um, and we're all just sitting in a tent and I'm just like looking around and seeing all the names, mm. the big names and whatnot. And, uh, when I started my warm up jog, I could like barely feel my legs. I was wow. like shaking so nervous. Um, uh, but I kind of kicked all the nerves out. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the lead up. They definitely treated us well. Um, <laughs> I'd never like been treated like that going into a race before felt a little pampered, um, <laughs> But it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. And Ben, so originally, you know, it's in Orlando, Florida. It could be a very warm day. It could even be hot. Mm -hmm. Originally, they wanted to start it at noon for television. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of you athletes said, hey, wait a minute. Uh-uh. They, You guys and gals wanted to start it at 8. And so they kind of split it in the middle and started about 10 o'clock. But, I mean, there were... It, didn't look like... I mean, I watched the whole thing. It didn't look like there was a cloud in the sky. And even just that sunshine out even if it was a little bit cool you know in the 50s still boy that once that sun starts coming up it can get warm pretty quick yeah i had talked to scott underwood before the race as well and he's like he lives down there obviously uh over the winter and he was telling me the florida sun's different than minnesota <laughs> yeah um so there's actually a lot of the athletes racing they'd been living down there for a month or two just trying to acclimate sure. to the heat. Um, I was doing it the poor man's way, and I was uh, <laughs> bundling up on the treadmill in our basement, trying there you to go. trying to get it done. But um, yeah, it definitely was a little hotter than I don't know you'd expect for a fifty upper fifty. Do you wear hat low or anything? Day. Do you cover your head or didn't? Now you know Dick had the painters like when cap. I was running on the treadmill. Yeah, no, when you were down at the race, did you? <laughs> oh, in the yeah. race, no, I didn't. Okay, there's a there's a lot of people wearing hats though, yeah, so maybe that was a good move. <laughs> and they have like some ice headbands now too that a lot of guys are wearing. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> different strategies. <laughs> so how did kind of run through? Yeah. Tell us, okay, you're at the start line. You're you know, your heart's going 100 miles an hour because of the excitement. Yeah, I, I've and got it right here, down. Ben, every mile, right down to the second. <laughs> oh. yeah. Let's hear it. Have you, have you gone back and yeah, looked at yeah. this? Yeah, I had my watch on as well, and I was kind of tracking because splits you there were as nailing well. <laughs> it. I can, I'm just going to brag about you a little bit because I know you won't. 502, it looks like you went out, which is, you know, with the huge mass of runners, I would assume. For that first five miles, it looked like 501s, 502s. What happened? You know, then you ran a five twelve. Did the did your kind of realization like, hey, this is not going to work, or what was going in your mind? Yeah. Um, well, going into the race, I thought I was in a good spot fitness wise, and I thought if I could at least run what I did at CIM, I would place pretty high on a day like that. Right. Um, I was thinking if I ran the same course in the same conditions at CIM again, I could run around two thirteen. Um, but so I went out. Um, I guess, and I got a little excited. There's a big crowd surrounding <laughs> all of us and cheering us on. Um, and also my legs just felt a little flat at the start. There's a lot of standing. Um, so I was just trying to wake myself up a little bit so I could settle back down. Um, and I guess <laughs> it didn't pay off in the long run, but yeah, that 512 was me trying to like settle down and like 
get my arms relaxed and breathing. And I kind of held it around oh, at 5'10 to 5'15 for a you, while, I think. You were, you were a machine. I'll, you were 5'12", 5'14", 5'11", 5'15", 5'12", 5'08", 5'16", 5'16", 5'15", 5'15", 5'15". That's like a machine. Yeah. I mean, you were just nailing it. And you went through the half at 5'10 pace, right pretty much on um, what you kind of were running from CIM. But mm-hmm. how we're what's going on physically and mentally at this point? Um, and it's a loop. You got I what st- two loops or two and a half loops or something? You there do? was a two mile loop to start, and then it was three eight mile. Loops. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I still hadn't like my legs hadn't felt like relaxed anywhere really in the race. Um, so I just kept trying to tell myself like one more mile, you're gonna feel good. One more mile, you're gonna feel good. Um, and around halfway, I'm like, man, this is going to be a tough second half. It's just like, hold on. Like, everyone's going to start falling apart, too. And then I got to around 15, and I was like, oh, man, this is <laughs> it's a tough day out here. And then 16 and 17 rolled around. And 17 is really when, like, doubt started to creep in to my head. Um, was it mainly in your legs, then, Ben, that you didn't feel the best? How was uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just felt flat, and nothing was really working for me. Um, and with lap splits every mile, I think that started to get into my head yeah. a little bit as well. Cause I could see the clock every time, mm-hmm. um, and people were passing me. Um, and I just got to a point where I was barely moving and <laughs> now, now um, you're, 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 you're barely moving. You know, you did a couple five thirty ones, the 16th and 17th mile. And even though when you're running five tens, five thirty ones all at once, yeah, that's a <sighs> noticeable change of cadence and all that sort of thing. And then that, that 18th mile was Mm -hmm. a five fifty five. Did you, and you came around with one lap to go. And I had this happen to me at New York with my wife was at 17 mile mark as I was dying. And I saw her Mm -hmm. and mentally I was done. And I don't know if you can relate to something like that with you go with one lap to go. I'm coming by and there's, I don't know who was there. Or does it just, that it was just, it, it made it too easy for me. You know, Dick, I think you yeah. said at the Olympic trials, you were not going to, you were going to finish that if you had to crawl at the oh, same. Oh, yeah, my last one in yeah, 1988. Yeah, so yeah. your motivation was pretty high there. But at the same time, how easy would it have been? I, you know, you can, it's pretty easy to bail on a marathon. But when that lap course or like with New York, I came by Central Park or First Avenue before you go into Central Park. And there's my wife. We just had to walk across the park to get to the finish line from that point. It made right. it way too easy. Yeah. And I don't know if you can relate to any of that or not. Yeah, um, I definitely can. Like mentally, it was obviously a big challenge along with physically. And when those two just start yeah, it's... Going, heading south, it's it's hard to come back from. Um, and I was decently close to the finish line, but kind of a side story on that. Um, there is some medical people. There's three of us. I dropped out is right around like the water stations and two other guys followed in a couple minutes later and we were all just kind of sitting there <laughs> on the side. Um, and they kept calling for like a medic to come with and bring us to the finish line. Um, long story short, it took me over an hour to get to the finish line and I was probably standing about a half mile away. Wow. Um, but I couldn't walk. I don't, my feet were cramping pretty bad. Um, but we got, picked up eventually and we were getting driven around but everything is closed down so we weren't able to cross the course or anything because the women were still running by us um and so eventually me and this other guy riding in the car were just like all right we're just gonna get out and walk to the finish line and so i stepped out and my feet just like buckled up and i like collapsed to the ground oh my gosh and 
I fell in the grass, um, and what I didn't know is I fell on a fire ant hole. Oh! And so all of a sudden, like <laughs> that fire got ants, you moving, I'll bet. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stand up, and all these fire ants were like crawling oh, around me. So like, the medic like dragged me by one arm. I still have bites all They're over terrible. me. <laughs> Gosh! Yeah, so that just added insult to injury. <laughs> so Ben, out there but, on the course, you know, before you ended up calling it a day. So were you? Mm-hmm. Did you have your own concoction to drink, or were you were you getting plenty of fluids out on the course when you had that opportunity at the stations? Yeah, hats off to the race for like putting on such like good fluid stations because I think they had 19 like general fluid stations where they had water and Powerade and like some gels and stuff. Um, and then I had six stations with my own bottles. Um, and I'd never had my own bottles before. Uh, they were handing out like noon cups at, um, CIM. And then eventually some of the lead guys started sharing their bottles with me as well. Um, so I just kept it at noon again. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that brand, N-U-U-N. Oh, yeah, um, I have. Never tried it. Yes. But... Yeah, so that's that's what I used. Um, and I taped a couple gels to some of my bottles as well. But, yeah, we had six six bottle stations. And I was able to grab my bottle every time. That all went pretty smooth. Did you, did you take some goo somewhere along the way at, at one point or a few times? Yeah, I took a goo, or a goo at 6 and 12. Okay. And then I was planning to do like 18 and um, like 22, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. So looking back, anything come to mind if he said, well, I think here's what happened or no, just I did everything I wanted to do. Um, there was no. Yeah, it it's hard to say because I, th- I think um, I had a great build and everything was going good. Um, the workouts leading up, I felt a little a little flat, but. I don't, I never really base my, those workouts. I don't chalk them up to mean anything. Um, I'm just like, well, that got my bad day out of the way. So I'm going to feel great on race day. Um, I know like Thursday I had a, to get up around 3am for my flight. And so getting in that day, I ran once I got in and I did not feel good on Thursday. Um, and then Friday I also felt a little sluggish and maybe I should have done something a little bit more to wake my legs up um just like add in some faster paces um but i don't know i don't have any regrets with anything i did um i thought i was pretty yeah training and everything went well um i was eating clean that's uh thanks to my mom she's been like my (laughs) professional chef (laughs) so um i don't know i don't have regrets well that's a that's a good thing and ben so ben you're what 24 23 i'm 23 23 okay you're a young buck (laughs) i mean you know so i know you're a mechanical engineer got a mechanical engineering degree and whatnot um from sdsu so are you i mean you know you still got a lot left (laughs) in you where you can make some big improvements i mean i didn't really I don't think I set my PR till I was 26 at Boston. I had just turned 26. Mm-hmm. So what are your plans? Do you want to keep going and maybe see what the next four years brings or what? Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of taking it one step at a time right now. Yeah. Um, the trials was definitely a motivating experience. Um, so I think I'm going to continue racing through this year at least and just kind of take it a year at a time and see where life takes me. But I would definitely like to return to the trials if I'm able to and healthy 
but as far as this year goes, I haven't uh, circled any races definitely on the calendar, um, but I'm thinking about doing the Gary Bjorkland half um, and then a fall marathon. Oh, good. Thinking about running Twin Cities. Um, and then I know Chris Lundstrom, he wants me to get back on the track while I'm still young as well this spring. So, uh, maybe try to hop in a 5k or something yeah. fun like that. Did, uh, did you, do you know Joel, uh, well, I'm going to mess up his name. Welchow. Yeah. Right. Welchow. Welchow. Okay. Did you Rick, guys had a chance to hang out at all or did you guys, is he kind of doing, you're on the same, uh, group training or. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we did our like pre-meet runs together and. Okay. He's a pretty quiet guy. He's reserved. Um, but yeah, okay. <laughs> we all would have like our meals together and stuff like that. So um, the whole Minnesota distance lead team was well, um, you together know, for a lot of the weekend. This was his second trial. And I know I was reading through the stats. He was 56. Now he was 28th. His time was kind yeah. of what you were thinking. If you could run 216, he ran 216, got 28th. You know, and so um, yeah. you know, I think you're you're kind of right on if you could have ran that 216 again. You'd have, you'd been in, mm-hmm. in in the sharp end of the the, the group. I think it were like two hundred and twenty seven right. athletes had qualified. Is that do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, and yeah. I think you were like number yeah that sounds right two or something. I saw on the list, and of course Joel was like fifteenth okay. or something. And so uh, yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, I'm with Dick. You know, I, I it's exciting to see. Um, and I'm just going to echo, not that we're trying to pressure you, but we really want you to keep running, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, and I, I mentioned two people and, and they'll probably hear this. Joe uh, Chamberlain, who was a, a former SDSU and Mike Bills, and they were all Americans. And, mm-hmm. and both of them never really, they neither one ran a marathon in their best. And they years later regretted it, you know, and, and at the time you'd say, yeah. well, why didn't you? And it's, well, everything's circumstantial and relative to where you're at in your life. Right. And, you know, and I, I kind of echo what Dick said, you know, I, I look back and I smile, you know, we did, we did what we could. Could we have done more? I don't know. We tried as hard as we could, I think. And, and so when I hear somebody goes, yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to try hard and see what happens. I think that's commendable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough, yeah, you know, thanks. working. I don't know. We're not going to get into your personal relationships or anything, but, but, uh, you know, it is, a, it's a yeah. real, it's a, it's a, a commitment that uh, I think you'll, yeah. you'll always, uh, Appreciate well, and, Ben, you yeah. know this: the, the running the marathon. That's the easy part. It's like Dun just said. Oh, it's that commitment. You know, you know, if you want to do something in that sport, and especially in the marathon, you know, you're talking hundred plus mile weeks. You know, you're talking yeah. having to, you know, pass up on going out to the New Year's Eve party or something like that because you got a twenty miler the next day or whatever it yeah. might be. Or so leaving early. It's that com- yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's that commitment. And, um, you know, that, that really is the hardest part of, you know, again, the running the marathon itself is kind of like frosting on the cake. That's what you've been training for. And it's all those yeah. months and, and years of putting back to back weeks of hundred plus mile weeks together. That's the wear and tear on a guy, both physically and mentally. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're hundred percent on. Yeah. I'm enjoying it right now. And I think as long as I keep enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. That's, um, that's the key. So. I gotta, what's gotta help too. If I remember right from our fishing trip with your mom and dad and yourself, your mom and dad are both physical therapists, right? Yeah. They yeah. Are. So does that, that's gotta kind of help a little bit if you got some little aches and pains going on, I would think. 
Yeah, it definitely does. Mainly, they just calm me down and tell me not to worry about it. That's the main. <laughs> that's the main thing I get. They're just gonna be like, "You can keep running. You're fine." Um, I've been blessed to not have anything major come up. Um, I was dealing with some Achilles stuff for a while leading into CIM, but I remember I, the second I dropped to below 100 miles, all my pains went away. Nice. Is is magical. Um, and yeah, I've been pretty healthy since. Um, but definitely having them as a resource is um, super helpful. Oh, it's got to. Now, you'd mentioned your, is your sister younger or older than you? She's a year younger than you. You're younger. Now, is she a runner still? Does she, is she run or anything? Um, get this. So she just, she's living in Antarctica for our winter, their summer. Oh my um, she has a job down there. Oh my. Uh, I know she just ran a marathon, like an Antarctic marathon a couple weeks ago <laughs> there. I'll be darned. Uh, <laughs> to run with the penguins. So, yeah. Yeah. She's been sending some pictures of penguins. They're pretty sweet. Uh, but she still, she just loves being outdoors and doing activities. She's a big cross country skier too. That's what she did in college. Um, uh, She's not like super competitive right now. She's more just enjoying yeah. it, um, which I think is super commendable. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see where <laughs> her running and stuff is taking her. So well, and for you, unfortunately, with you know being a cross country runner, and there's basically in a cross of the Dakotas in Minnesota, there hasn't been enough snow to spit on. It seems like right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been tough. They make. Um, snow in the cities. So I was just out skiing a couple days ago, actually. Um, and they got the big World Cup coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's in not this weekend, but the next. Now, are you gonna? Um, are you, will you go and watch that and see the 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 uh, what's her name? Doug Dugan or Jesse Diggins? Diggins. She's something else. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty incredible. I do have tickets. Um, do you? Yeah. So I think it's gonna. It's definitely gonna be an exciting time in the cities. Um, it's the first time that's that event has been in. Uh, the United States. I know so. it. So uh, I want to I want to go down a cool. path though with with Ben here because Dick and I have talked about it about every episode. The shoes, the shoes. Uh, now, you've been, thank you for bringing that up. Don. You've been running long enough, Ben, that you probably you know started in junior high, high school. Super shoes didn't mm-hmm. exist. They you know I I of course I haven't run for thirty years, so I don't know what kind of shoes you know. But <laughs> they were pretty much like the shoes that probably Dick and I had. Maybe they're they're getting better mm-hmm. with stability and all that great stuff and. Then I don't know how many mm-hmm. years ago, and, and it's a little controversial because, you know, did Rupp get to use super shoes in the Olympics when he got the bronze before anybody else did? And I don't yeah. care. What's your experience? What's your, what shoes did you wear? Uh, can you talk about it? Yeah. Um, I remember my first time putting them on, I think it was my sophomore year of college. And I just felt like I was on a trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. uh, <laughs> So definitely the first time you wear them, you you have that experience. But since I've gotten Useful. used to them, um, as far as performance, I think they don't hurt. They definitely help at least a little bit. I don't know what number to put on it, but I would say they definitely help. Dick and I think it's like um, 10 minutes. And I think, <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> well, but Ben, what I, you know, New Balance sent me some a couple years ago. And honestly, gosh, I put them on and, you know, I'm slower than molasses in January now. <laughs> and... I they just walking in them. They were pushing me forward and then yeah, running in right. them. But you know what I found for myself and and I've heard it from athletes like yourself is that y- your legs don't get near as beat up after like a marathon or long runs mm-hmm. things like that that you can recover a little quicker. Is that true yeah, for you? Yeah, that, that was going to kind of be the next point. Um 
Yeah, I think your recovery is definitely enhanced, and that's probably the main benefit they have is in your training. Um, I know double thresholds have become pretty popular, uh, where you do two workouts in a day, and just your ability to recover um, is a lot better, I think, yeah. when you're wearing those shoes. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's a cool era to be in, um, where everything's improving like that, but also, um, yeah, it definitely raises questions on... Um, the legitimacy of times being ran and um, yeah, I guess I don't have an answer for that. Maybe I'll have to go run a run in my old shoes or something. But you're, you're using them, racing in them like at CIM you used, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been wearing Nikes. Okay. Um, they're next percents. So, um, and then Brooks, they just gave us all their super shoes at the trials. So I'll nice. try training in those. Go, ones if you go to let's well. I don't know if you go there, Ben, do you ever go there? It's, it's quite a, uh, I used to, I don't really anymore. <laughs> I think Dick you know, gave if up If on you it. do stay off the message board. Uh, no, no. It's the biggest yeah. joke. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Your Dick's correct. But I went to the message board today and, and, oh, you know, they were the bricks, you know, they were there. Uh, Zach, uh, panning, you know, they said yeah. he wore yeah. Brooks shoes and they, a lot of the message boards were, were panning them, not his name, but we're, we're yeah. really saying the poor athletes that took those free shoes and wore them paid a price and, you know, they and they were really beaten up on Brooks mm-hmm. and I'm not in the, I have no knowledge of any of this, but they were saying that they didn't see a, a much of a benefit for them, for their athletes, but they were, you know, like panning is, uh, uh, well, Hudson brothers, what's it called? The, uh, Brooks Beast, Hanson, Hanson yeah, group. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, he's committed to Brooks. I mean, he, he didn't have an option. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, I guess are still freelancing. You're not, you don't have a shoe deal yet. Yeah. Be, your no, phone could no. be ringing. Uh, I think next time you go to yeah. CIM, you will not be back in the general population. You'll, you'll be up in the front row no. the yeah. next time, or at grandma's or whatever. But I think the shoes, right. uh, you know, you know, when we talk with Bob Bartley and I know Bob said he wants to talk to us about our thoughts on it. And it's kind of like, and Frank Shorter brought it up, you know, why go there? It's, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. And it's, it's the technology is progressed. You know, it, it just, it's, you get frustrated for somebody who wore a shoe and then looks at the guy next to him and they, and that shoe potentially gives him an advantage. You'd like it to be athlete to athlete, not shoe right. to shoe. I see results now where they post the winners times and names and the shoe they wore. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that. Oh, yeah, really? That. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's like the shoe yeah. wars are going on now. Or it, you know, it's kind of <laughs> oh, like, what was that movie with Ferrari and, and Ford? Who could oh, win right. Le Mans, you know, and yeah. stuff. It's, it's, that's what the shoe companies are kind of doing, you know, and they're trying to prove theirs is the number right. one and all that. And so um, you're in an exciting, like you said, it's an exciting time. Um, and the, the opportunities yeah. hopefully uh, will be coming your way. Um, Dick, what other thoughts do you have uh, to... Well, just, you know, Ben, it's... It's always fun to, you know, to, to kind of follow somebody and, oh, yeah. you know, from the upper Midwest, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, I, there's something, you know, over the years, this state, the state of Minnesota has kicked out a lot of top notch distance runners. You know, you go way back to Ron Buddy Edelin, yeah. even probably before yeah. that, Ron Dawes, yeah. Gary Bjorklund, you know, Barney mm-hmm. Klecker, Janice Klecker, his wife. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And, and to see that continuing and somebody like yourself, you're young and, and uh, you know, you're keeping the good old state of Minnesota on the map. And it's, uh, there must be something about, I know for me, I, I trained 
all the time, pretty much like you by myself and in the cold mm-hmm. winters. The only time I ever went anywhere was I went to Atlanta for a couple of months before Boston in 1982. And everybody thinks I went there because of the cold. I went there because of the hills. I wanted to get, you know. Oh, sure. In, yeah. in Atlanta, you're either going up a hill or down a hill. And I don't know, there's something, I don't know if it's in the water or in the snow or what it is right. in the air, but Minnesota, you know, it continues to just kick out some really top-notch men. And and look at uh, Dakota uh, Lindworm, yeah. who was yeah, the third-place finisher. I mean, she yeah. grew up and went to school not too far from Blaine in St. Francis, no, Minnesota. Yeah, St. Francis. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a super cool story and just... <laughs> her underdog type of story. Um, well, and, and I don't know how, Dad, like what stats, you know, but and listen, she, that's got to oh. keep you fired up. I mean, you look at her yeah. high school career, nothing to write home about really, yeah. you know, and, and yet here she's going to represent the United States in Paris this next summer. And I mean, that's got to kind of get you fired up a little bit. Yeah, definitely cool to see, you know, doesn't matter your background. Yeah. You just have to show up on race day. And that's, um, I think kind of the beauty of the Olympic trials um it's just whoever shows up that day can make it yeah <laughs> um so yeah i that was super cool we were able to celebrate with her a little bit that night um <laughs> and it was just yeah a special moment for minnesota community and the minnesota distance lead team very yeah. nice well, well, cool well so no well, yeah. i was going to finish with you know your what's what's next yeah. on your calendar but it sounds like it's pretty um well the gary Brooklyn half perhaps in june yeah okay anything else yeah that? um I was thinking about doing the Twin Cities Marathon. That's kind of always one I wanted to do. Um, and this is a year where I don't need to run a fast time. Just, I know historically it's not the fastest. Right. Um, and I just think it'd be a fun atmosphere to be a part of, especially being from there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one that I, I might do. Um, other than that, um, maybe just find some fun races in between. Uh, Definitely, like the environment after college is a lot different than racing collegiately, and it's it's fun. Um, just like you have people all along the course blasting music, and <laughs> right. everyone's just happy for each other. You know, when we're standing on like a start line at a college meet, it's so tense, and everyone wants to beat each other. Where at these races, it's kind of like everyone's trying to build each other up. Mm. Um, so it's definitely a fun community to be a part of. And Ben, you got to put on your calendar. We got to go out another day of fishing this summer. True. I have so much yeah, for sure. fun with you. And we can, uh, we can, we can talk shop and stuff and catch a few fish. Yeah. Have to, yeah. Tell some more stories. Well, Ben, be we, awesome. listen, Dunn and I just, we can't thank you enough. You're, you're just such a nice young man. I mean, uh, you know, I knew that last summer when I met you and your mom and dad out fishing and stuff. So we want to thank you for joining us today and wish you all the best. I know I'll be following you, you know, oh, me too. For whatever your endeavors are. And we want to thank everybody for listening today. And if you have any questions for Dunn or myself or comments about the show, you can contact us directly here at our website at beardsanddunpod.com. Or you can leave us a comment on our Facebook, Instagram, or X, all at Beards and Dunn Pod. Sure. And if you're watching on YouTube, of course, we always appreciate if you subscribe or leave us a comment and Ben just um, echoing what Dick said thanks again and it was a pleasure to get to finally get to meet you I, I hope we get to cross paths I'll we'll try to get back for some SDSU alumni uh, Dick are you listening yes and next fall I think you know uh, I'm going to be back in Minnesota fishing with Dick I think around the first of October so right. uh, we might have to okay. try to plan a cross-country get together down at SDSU we'll have to check their schedule and stuff so 
We'll have a thanks Ryan. again. Thanks Ben. Say hi, awesome. say hi to your mom. Say hi to your mom and dad. Yeah, thank you both. Hey, best, All right, best 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 best